Hey, 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 it's another episode of Girls Talk Sports 2. It's your favorite girls who talk your favorite sports, and we are back after a little hiatus, but better than ever, never the less. Did y'all see the NFL draft? All those quarterbacks taken in the first round? Gotta be a record. But did Aaron Rodgers spoil draft night with his crying in Green Bay, talking about he don't want to be there no more? And speaking about crying, what's going on with y'all, King? So much exciting things happen in the sports universe. So many good things to talk about. I'm excited to dive in. Yes. Let's just jump right on in because I don't let's have do any it. like witty things let's to talk it. about. Um, let's make it happen. So let's start with our first segment, What in the Sports, where we break down all of the action in sports. So let's start with the NFL draft. Um, it was in Cleveland, which Chanel, I was like, I should have gone. You should have. But you should have. And it was like cold and rainy, and I was like, I'm glad I didn't go. It was. It was maybe you could have been, you know, one of the Saints fans that got caught up on the on the stage. Is that your team still? Or <laughs> ha ha ha. Yes, it's still my team. <laughs> I didn't want to wait that long, okay? <laughs> First ten picks and I'm out. Um. <laughs> that's what that's what we did. We were like, all right. You know, we stayed tuned for a little bit, but we were like, all right, this is pretty much a wrap. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you have to watch uh, the Lions make their terrible picks. So once that happened and a few others, <sighs> I was like, I'm done. Yeah. But the draft night featured potential franchise changing players or failures. And five quarterbacks were taken in the first round where offense took center stage. So what's the biggest story from the NFL draft? Um, is it the quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence going number one, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance going number three, which no one knew it was going to happen, Justin Fields falling a little bit, or Mac Jones. Um, Devontae Smith going to the Eagles with Jalen Hurts. Kansas City surging up their offensive line. And then Aaron Rodgers stealing the draft with his Green Bay news. Mm. So I'm going to say for me, it's a tie. Um, it's a tie for me between the quarterbacks and and that bad man in Green Bay. Um, first of all, I thought it was hilarious that Aaron Rodgers was just like, no, I don't care who's not it is. I don't want to be here. Everybody needs to know that I don't want to be here. And everybody was on edge like... Is Green Bay gonna like make a trade and get all these picks all of a sudden? And then it was like nothing. Um, but but I do think uh, Aaron Rodgers made a splash. But I will say the quarterbacks that that created so much drama um, because for so long we were hearing like, oh, Justin Fields is number two quarterback, you know, in this draft, and then all of a sudden there's a there's Trey Lance and there's Zach Wilson, and you're like. Where did these guys come from? Um, but Justin Fields ended up in Chicago. And I think of all the places the other quarterbacks went, he got the best deal to me. It was to me, it was the same thing in um in that year that Trubisky went to the Bears. It was like, okay, send Trubisky to the Bears, but 
when they sent Deshaun Watson to the Texans, I was like, this is like, the Texans have had a really solid defense forever and a turnover prone, you know, quarterback forever. So this is, this might be like a match made in heaven. Um, and I, and I think the same for Justin Fields. I think he's going to a situation where it, to a city where they've been hurting for a win um, they've been hurting for a savior. It wasn't Mitchell Trubisky. So even if Justin Fields is just a little bit better than Mitchell Trubisky, I think he's going to be the face of a franchise for a long time to come. And so I'm excited for him. Um, and then, of course, um, you know, Matt Jones ended up with Bill Belichick. Like, how long is, is Cam Newton, you know, he can't, he can't just – throw the ball eight times anymore in a whole game. He's actually got to go out there and perform like he says he can. Otherwise, we're going to see if, you know, Belichick went and got his next, you know, average quarterback that he's going to make into an above average quarterback or possibly even a great one. I mean, he sold us on Jimmy Garoppolo in four games. Um he put, you know, so he probably can, you know, all Belichick wants is somebody who doesn't make mistakes. And he's like, I can deal with the rest. Like, just don't just go out there and don't make a mistake. We'll figure it out at some point. You know, our defense will or something. So it's a tie for me between uh, Aaron Rodgers and the quarterbacks. But great draft night overall. I saw on Twitter, this had me laughing for about five minutes. They said that Mac Jones was the little boy in that Cam Newton 60 minutes of play commercial. <laughs> I saw that too. I saw that too. That was great. Oh man. <laughs> a lot of great, lot of great memes. <laughs> but um, I think for me, you know, it's always great to watch the quarterbacks come out. I had no idea who Zach Wilson was. I just learned about Trey Lance. Um, so that was actually a pretty exciting pick. I really thought um they San Francisco was gonna take Mac Jones. Like I, I did too. Like, I did too. Trey Lance is gonna be third, and then that just like blew my mind. Yeah. Um, but that'll be good to like round out that that conference, you know, with Kyler <laughs> and um, Russell. So mm-hmm. that'll yeah. be fun to watch these three yeah. three quarterbacks just like run it all over the field and sling the yeah. ball down the field. Um, but for me. What was really exciting was Devontae Smith going to the Eagles. Mm. Um, Jalen Hurts has an opportunity to be a really good quarterback mm-hmm. in Philly. And mm-hmm. they needed weapons. Or Jalen Hurts was going to fail and they were going to get mm-hmm. another quarterback. Mm-hmm. So I think this showed that the Eagles kind of believe in Jalen and yeah. – that they're willing to put some pieces around him, which mm-hmm. they seem to be willing to do with Carson, but like it kind of fizzled out. Yeah. Because they went back and got Deshaun Jackson yeah. and he was injured. So yeah. that was really exciting. I can't wait to see like how Devontae's game translates um, to the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Kansas City. The one thing we talked about from mm-hmm. that Super Bowl game was Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes running for his life. Yeah, because yep, he yep, had yep. no offensive line, and what Kansas City is doing and has done throughout this entire mm-hmm. offseason is prove to Patrick Mahomes like we want to protect you. We don't right. want another season of you messing up your foot or getting a concussion or getting injured. 
um, because your line can't protect you. Like that's right. not what we want to happen. So mm-hmm. when Kansas City has a good offensive line and they give him time, that's when they score. And that's when they're that explosive offense. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited to see if these pieces like work out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Aaron Rodgers, I I could care less about Madonna, <laughs> Madonna, Aaron Rodgers. Um, <laughs> we're gonna talk about this later, but I literally sent Chanel a text saying he just wants to go host Jeopardy. I sent her that before Terry Bradshaw said it. So oh, hacking to my phone. No. <laughs> but you know, when he hosted Jeopardy for that week, I was like, there's no way this guy wants to do anything else but this. Oh like, my gosh. He's such a nerd. Like, <laughs> I, so yeah, that's. <laughs> well, I, I'll just say this. I agree with you that Devontae Smith in Philadelphia, that's, that was so necessary. And Philadelphia probably made the best move of the draft drafting up because I think I think the Giants were going to take him I thought for so sure. too yeah I think the Giants were going to take him for sure and he would I mean he would have been box office in in New York too because you know but but for him to go to Philly with the way that J- uh, Jalen Hurts was lighting it up last year and how desperately they needed a playmaker like you know I look I was ready for Carson Wentz to go too but sometimes the people just wasn't catching the ball. Okay, so I was just like, y'all gonna gonna have to give this man some credit that he throwing this ball to people chest and they just dropping him. Um, So I'm excited, like you said, to see how his game translates because he is is skinny. He's skinny, but he's fast and he's a playmaker um, and he has a stride. Um, So I'm excited. But then, um, like you said, I think Kansas City might be the dark horse of this whole thing. Um, and as many, as much as we've talked about the Buccaneers putting the band back together, the, the Kansas city took notes and they're like, we're restructuring the band, particularly on this line. And we're going to be ready for whatever, you know, comes our way. So yeah. we'll see how it goes. And they kept most of their pieces, which they did. it's very yeah. hard to do. So it is, it is. I'm <laughs> impressed with, I'm impressed with both Kansas city and the Buccaneers how they've handled this all season. And I hope other teams are taking notes. Like this is how you take care of your players and continue to remain a Super Bowl contender, you know? Yeah. So it's just making me excited for the NFL season. And hopefully this year we'll be able to go to some games. Um, Yes. And just before we move off the NFL, the disappointment of the Detroit Lions. Like, it just hurts every, oh. every year. Like, you guys do something that shows you're just not ready. Like, you're just not ready to I, play in the big boys league. Look, we, we need it. People are high on this offensive lineman. So I think he'll be good. But but that that move showed that we are invested in golf. And that's where I draw the line. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Oh no, we're here. We are invested again into an overrated quarterback. <laughs> so yeah, I I wanted us. We swapped overrated quarterbacks. I was like, can we take Fields now and right. then get a lineman later? Right. But no, they're like, no, we need this lineman, and I'm like, okay. Yeah. I mean, they could have took Mac Jones. I would have been like, okay. No, no, no. <laughs> Justin Fields was the only answer in that situation. 
We'll see, Kalea. This new coach said they're going to be, what, biting nails or toenails or earrings? Let's, let's, or... let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> to the NBA. So, yes. there are nearly two weeks left in the NBA season. And we're going to play another game. One of our favorite games. Of yeah. Concerned or convinced? Dun, 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 dun. So, dun, dun, dun. let's start with the Phoenix Suns and the Utah Jazz. They're the first Western Conference teams to clinch a playoff berth. Chanel, are you convinced that a team other than the Clippers or Lakers will come out of the West? <laughs> no. I <laughs> I and I I think it's because I'm really happy for what Chris Paul is doing in Phoenix. They have the number 1 record now. And I'm really happy for what Donovan Mitchell and, and Mike Conley are doing in Utah. That's impressive. It is impressive to have the number one or number two record in a competitive conference like the West. I am not diminishing that at all. But the playoffs are a whole different ball game, And neither of these teams are proven commodities, right? They have star players that have never been past the first round, never been past the second round. I mean... They have Chris Paul, but Chris Paul is their leader. Devin Booker is their best scorer. We've never seen Devin Booker in the playoffs. And I'm just concerned about, you know, that defense looks different. The game slows down a little bit. When's the last time you saw Phoenix in the playoffs when they had Nash and, and Shaq? And Shaq and no, all, uh, yeah. Amari Stoudemire. All those guys. Yeah. It's been so many years. I think they'll make it out of the first round, but I can see them taking a second round exit because, like, they just have so many young guys. And the same with Utah. Utah was impressive in the bubble, and I expected them to take this jump. But you don't just jump from, like, oh, we were impressive in the bubble, and now we're going to the finals. You know, usually unless, like, LeBron James or Kevin Durant came to your team, right? And neither of those things happened. So, <laughs> so I'm still like, okay, Utah, they're good. They should win their first round matchup, maybe drop a couple games because they're, you know, they're young. But again, maybe a second round exit. So I'm still convinced, and we'll talk about this later, a healthy LeBron, a healthy AD, the Lakers come out. But then the Clippers, they made some good moves in the offseason. It's times where they still look inconsistent. All of this is out the water with the Clippers if Kawhi isn't healthy because Paul George ain't consistent enough. So we'll just pay attention to that. But if I'm not taking the Lakers, I'm taking the Clippers. And if I'm not taking the Clippers, I'm taking the Lakers. That's just how it is. I don't, <laughs> I'm not convinced about anybody else right now. Well, I agree with you. Um, as much as I hate the Clippers, um, I, <laughs> I don't see anybody else coming out of the West. Like Chanel said, the Suns, you know, they have, besides Chris Paul, a fairly young team. Um, and we've seen what Chris Paul can do in the playoffs, which is honestly nothing. So, I mean, it's something. But, like, Chris Paul, he when it matters, he can't win. So, fight me. <laughs> he was, okay, the, the, year, the year they went to the Western Conference Finals and lost to Golden State, he was on the bench because he was injured. In that game seven. So <laughs> he's like, I don't, care. <laughs> I don't care. We've seen what he does in the playoffs. <laughs> like, I, I, 
Yeah. yeah. And then Donovan Mitchell, do I think he's a great young player? Yes. Can he really lead his team? No. Mike Conley, you're a great player. <laughs> what have you done? Hey, you got, the, got the man in the middle, Kalea. Give some credit to uh, the man in the middle. <laughs> the man in the middle who single-handedly shut down the NBA? No, I don't get <laughs> Whatever. So I, I, LeBron's going to be at a level where he can – you know, provide for his team. <laughs> and mm-hmm. that's whatever it needs to be. Um, uh, Monday night's game against the, who they play on Monday? The Nuggets. Really Nuggets. showed me, like, okay, without LeBron, and if AD really wants to play, we can see them being decent and, like, winning. Yeah. Because that put them yeah. back in the fifth, spot in the west like they needed to win that game and they did Mm -hmm. low scoring game um Mm -hmm. they had 93 points but like they really showed us that they can grind it out and get get it done so if you were showing me that after (laughs) losing so many games like i i'm convinced i'm convinced that you can make it out of the west i we'll, we'll talk more about the lakers later but here's what i comment on about what you said chris paul to me, this team that Chris Paul is on with Devin Booker isn't better than the team he had in, in Houston, particularly when they got to the Western Conference Finals for Golden State um, with KD uh, to Game 7. And like I said, Chris Paul sat out because he was injured, I think his hamstring or something like that. And they couldn't get over the hump. He couldn't get over the hump with James Harden. James Harden is an exponentially better score than than Devin Booker. Now, the playoffs are different. You know, sometimes James Harden shows that he is, you know, that score in the playoffs. Sometimes he doesn't. I get that. But at no point have I ever looked at Devin Booker and said, yeah, he's better than James Harden at scoring the basketball. And because <laughs> of that, and because of that, you know, I'm like, why, why is this team any different to me than, you know, Houston? Houston never made it. And I don't think this Phoenix team is currently constructed in every world either. But we can move on. Um, I agree with you. Yeah. So the next big three have only played seven games together, and there's no timetable for James Harden concern, uh, return. Claire, are you concerned that the Nets aren't ready for a playoff run, uh, given they've only played seven games together with their key three players? No. Um, I think Kevin Durant most nights is the second best player in the league and that's only because I do love LeBron James as a basketball player Um, but with him on on the floor the way I saw Blake Griffin jumping the other night which didn't know he could still jump like that like Kyrie's playing amazing and it's Ramadan and he's not eating until after the sun goes down, like, I'm not concerned at all with this team. I think if James Harden comes back, there will be some chemistry issues, but nothing in these first two rounds that would be too much for them not to beat, like, the Wizards or somebody like that. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not concerned. I What I'm concerned about is <laughs> James Harden. <laughs> like... I don't like that there's no timetable. 
that's mm-hmm. not what I wanted to hear about him because they do need him mm-hmm. to win a, a championship. I will say mm-hmm. that, but I don't think that they need him to win these first two rounds. But um, mm-hmm. I, I'm concerned about his health. Yeah, I would say the same. Um, like the fact that they've only played together seven times and they're still what a half game behind the Sixers for the for the best record in the East. Like, come on, they're gonna get out of the East. And 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 who are their role players? Like, I can't I watch Nets games and I'm like, okay, that's KD, that's Kyrie, that's James Harden, and that's DeAndre Jordan. And like, who is that? <laughs> like, who is this guy? They they have strung together some of the most interesting role players I've ever seen, and Blake Griffin somehow. <laughs> uh, like, like I don't know how these role players are playing together, but they've played the most minutes. They play more together than than the big three, and somehow they're still at the top of the yeah. conference. Um, I agree that to me, KD. Um, KD's the most talent, offensively talented player in the NBA. Um, it's just, it's just not a shot. He can't get on the floor efficiently and it's effortless what this guy can just go out there and do off 15 shots. Um, and so if he keeps playing like that, if he stays healthy, KD's on the floor. I got this team going to the Eastern conference finals and I, I I always thought a KD and Kyrie could get out of the East with, with the way the team was constructed though, when they first came there, because they had much better role players and Spencer Dinwiddie, who people don't talk about, but like Spencer Dinwiddie was supposed to be a really, really key piece for them and he's gone. And so now that KD and Kyrie are there and we don't know about James Harden and they're surrounded by these, to me, like kind of questionable role players. I don't know if I would, you know, no brainer, take them over the Sixers. Um, But that's the only team I think could get in their way. But then again, what have the Sixers done? Every time we've seen them in the playoffs, disappoint us. And when's the last time Doc Rivers fulfilled and lived up to the expectations of his season? Boston Celtics. (laughs) Celtics 08. That was the last time that he lived up to the season expectations of him. So we have to see with the Sixers team. I keep telling Kalea, like, I don't want to get too excited because I do live in Philadelphia. And I would love for, look, the city is better when the sports teams are doing well. I would love for the Sixers to go all the way. But I don't think it's going to happen. Not this year, at least. <laughs> Every year, y'all say, I, not, not this year, maybe next year. Trust the process. Yeah. When does the process end? Like, when does when are you like this process is questionable? When, when does that start? Hey, hey, hey! We're just gonna take our time with the process, please. Okay, all right. Well, <laughs> moving on to a different process that I don't know if anybody trusted, but the Washington Wizards have won their last eight of ten and are currently in the tenth seed, positioning themselves for the playing tourney. Um, Chanel, are you convinced that the Wizards can make a playoff run? My goodness, they're playing crazy out of their mind. I think, you know, I, I criticized Russell Westbrook before um, for putting up these stats and not winning, and now they are winning, and they're beating quality teams. 
Um, they're, they're, I think they're on the West Coast swing right now, and they're beating West Coast teams. Um, they're playing with a certain level of desperation. Um, I think they'll get into the playoffs. Um, right now it's looking like probably as an eighth seed, which would put them against the Sixers or – against the Nets, and I know they've beat the Nets twice or something this season already. Um, but I still don't see it happening in a seven-game series against either of those teams. I see them making it interesting. I wouldn't be surprised if against either of those teams it went six, especially if Brooklyn is still trying to figure out who can play and all that stuff. And then, of course, like I said, the Sixers are shaky. They should win that series, but they're still shaky. So I can see that going like six games or something, but I think that's about it. I don't see them making a run beyond the first round as a uh, as an eighth seed, but I do see them getting the eighth seed because the teams above them, I see them beating in a playing game. Yeah, Unless, I don't. Uh, yeah, I, I don't see them losing to the Pacers or the Hornets. Yes, yeah. like I no. the Hornets. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. uh, no, the Hornets are very fun yeah. to watch play. Um, I think the league and ESPN are happy when Lamelo and LeBron are playing. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, um, that's true. I agree with you. Um, unfortunately, there hasn't been much to disagree with you on today. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I'm not convinced that they'll make a run. <laughs> like, is this the NBA bubble we're talking about? No, <laughs> this is the real playoffs. <laughs> So, I mean, real playoffs, you know, Russ, he's good in the regular season. He's a great regular season basketball player. So it's it's Bradley Beal. But when it goes to the playoffs, like you said, the game slows down. Um, the The people on the court start to fill in spaces that they didn't fill in in the regular season. You can't drive Mm -hmm. the lane without being assaulted like you could in the regular season. Um, so I see them beating the two teams ahead of them but and getting in to the playoffs. Um, but I, I, the, the Sixers could make it interesting in the first round if that's yeah. who they play, but I don't see them making a run for it unless unless something terrible happens to Ben Simmons and Joel. Mm, yeah. That's the yeah. only way, like, I see the Wizards going on a run, which would end mm-hmm. in the second round, in my opinion. But yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And moving on to our last one. So getting back to the Lakers. So they've lost their last six of eight. And like Kalea said, they won yesterday against the Nuggets without LeBron, um, who kind of uh, had a sore right ankle, that same ankle that he had the high ankle sprain on. Um, but both LeBron and AD have come back at some point during that time frame where they've been on this kind of skid. Um, so, Kalea, are you concerned about the Lakers going into the playoffs? There's about, I think the Lakers have seven games left before the playoffs will start. And they're all, like, challenging yeah. games. Like, they play the Clippers mm-hmm. on Thursday. LeBron's not expected to play. Like, yeah. it, it's, it's a terrible, because they're not healthy, it's a terrible end to the season. But if yeah. they were healthy, this would be great for them to prepare for the playoffs, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I am a little concerned. Yesterday mm-hmm. did prove something. Monday did prove something to me when they won that game. But mm-hmm. they also didn't have Dennis Schroeder. 
and they didn't. He's gonna miss like ten to fourteen games, yeah. or fourteen days. I'm sorry. Days. Yep, yep, yep. So he'll miss probably the rest of the regular season. Right. That's a lot of time. <laughs> that is. That's a lot of critical time with your team teammates who you haven't played with. Yeah. Um. So I'm just worried about the chemistry between the team. It's unfortunate because I think the Lakers started off the season so well, even without AD. And yeah. at one point it was like, oh, we just, you know, mesh AD into here like slowly and they're back, if not better than they were last mm-hmm. year, right? So yeah. I I am concerned. Um, <laughs> I think that they could, I think <laughs> that they mm-hmm. could get it together, but I would not be surprised it would make me mm-hmm. sad, but I wouldn't be surprised if they went out in the second round. Mm. Mm. So I think the Lakers really, really want Denver in the first round. That's what yesterday proved to me. Because I'm like, it's really just Jokic. All these other players, they kind of, they show up maybe. But what was the difference for Denver in the playoffs? It was Jamal, Jamal Murray, Murray putting on a show. And so I'm like, however Denver is maintaining in the regular season, the playoffs are going to be a whole different story. And I don't think I don't think Denver makes it out the first round, especially if they have to face the Lakers. So I think the Lakers really, really want Denver in the first round. Um, I think it may get really, really ugly if they get somebody like the Clippers. Maybe even if they get Phoenix and they're not all prepared. Because Phoenix, as much as we talk about them, they're cohesive. They haven't had injuries to, to key stars like every other team has had they have been together from the beginning they have a leader who knows what to do and i just don't i don't know if i don't know if i trust that the lakers can come in and just think like oh we can skip by on this team a couple games because i think it it could get bad for them so i definitely think they want denver um to me the lakers the only reason why i'm concerned about the lakers is because of ad um I said it last year, AD was the leading scorer for the Lakers. Even through some of those playoff series, he was the problem. It was AD who hit that jumper to make sure that, you know, that Denver series wasn't tied, right? He kept them steady with his scoring, with his aggressiveness, with his ability to say, none of y'all out here can guard me, and I'm about to take it to you. Um, even those first two games of the finals, AD averaged like 38 points. <laughs> he had like he had like 36 and like 35 in the first two finals games. Like AD is, it's like Katie said, AD is legitimately a cheat code and he played like a cheat code in the bubble. Um, so AD hasn't looked like a cheat code though since he's been back. And I think part of that is he has been injury prone. He missed 30 games, which at this point is like half the season. He has to get back in shape. He has to play aggressive. And people are being physical with him. And it's like, hey, this is what's going to happen. Everybody's trying to win games at this point, um, including you. So you have to step up. He had a great game defensively yesterday to me. But he's still struggling offensively. And I, I think that needs to click in order for them to be able to, to make a run. LeBron's going to be fine. LeBron's done this 100 times before. He's going to come in. and He knows where to fit in with his team and all that good stuff. He knows how to get the chemistry back and help them click, but it's AD that I need to see at 100%, and I haven't yet. And that's the reason why I'm concerned with the Lakers. They cannot get out of the West without a healthy AD, period. Because LeBron, it don't look like he's going to be healthy for the finals. I mean, for this run. 
especially with him missing games this close to the season about to end. It doesn't look like he's going to be healthy, which is fine. LeBron knows he's smart and he knows how to play, and he, he'll, he'll get it together. But AD cannot play like offensively like he's played, and, and they expect to go far. Yeah, I think I think AD just needs his legs under him. I mean, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, he he just doesn't run up and down the court like he used to, um, and that's the unfortunate part. He did have twenty five yeah. points on Monday, which was nice to see that it wasn't yeah. like eighteen yeah. or something like that, yeah. but. I, I agree. He doesn't look the same. Um, he has some great mm-hmm. defensive stops, but yeah. like, <laughs> buddy, mm-hmm. even if you have to go up against the Nuggets in the in the first round, Jokic is still going to get his numbers. He's still right. going to put up his his numbers, and yeah. you have to be better than him. So yes, yes, it's concerning. It's it's very concerning. Yeah. and yeah. Mark Gasol isn't it for me. Oh. <laughs> I know, I know. The rest of the team is like, Vogel, give us all more, more time. And I'm like, I don't see it. Like, I see you come in every now and again and make a three. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and he, but he did a better job guarding Jokic than Drummond did. He did. And I told y'all, we know how Drummond plays. (laughs) I told y'all how Drummond played. I told y'all Drummond was not the one. There were so many times because I watched that Denver game yesterday. I watched pieces of it. And I was sitting there. I was like, I told y'all, Drummond was I told y'all. was so excited about Andre Drummond. And I told y'all that man was not the one. He cannot guard anybody. Okay? There were so many moments where I was like, oh, here we go again. This is is Detroit all over again. Like, dude, why are you like this? Oh, my God. And and just like Dwight Howard, he'll get you six fouls. He'll come in and be like, all right, I got y'all six fouls. And don't be on the bench. Don't be on the bench. Mad that Jokic can do that move, that slow right. shuffle move. Right. And you can't right. do anything about it. You can't do anything about it. Don't be mad. Get some uh, skill. Get no. some skill. And th- because there is no skill. There is no finesse in anything that Andre no. Drummond Drummond will turn around and be like, and, and just like throw the ball at the rim. And he'll be like, wait, wait. Bow, bow. And it's like, Drummond, get back down the court. <laughs> Go guard somebody. And stop throwing the ball off the backboard. Well, LeBron gonna put him on the bench <laughs> in one of these games. He's gonna be like, "Go sit down, get off my court." <laughs> and then he's gonna go to Rob Polink after the game and be like, "Why? Why did you get him?" And then Rob's gonna be like, "LeBron, you wanted him. Whatever. Such a terrible pickup. Such a terrible pickup." Oh man. Ugh. We'll keep an eye on it, though, but it's going to be an interesting next two weeks to see how the standings play out. And then, of course, we got to see what this play-in tourney is looking like. (laughs) But we'll take a break, and we'll talk more about that after the break, Kalea.
All right, we are back with our next segment. Sounds around sports. We are going to start with, <laughs> that makes me so excited. Oh, Summer 21 is going to be lit because we got that. I promise y'all it's going to be lit. So we're going to start with, look, this is, I'm convinced it's Kalea's favorite point guard because uh, the way she criticizes this, <laughs> this man, we're going to start with Kalea's favorite point guard, Russell Westbrook, his head coach, Scott Brooks said this. I used to always say he's going to probably go down as the third best point guard ever. But I think he's past one. He's going to go down as probably the second best. And number one is obviously Magic. And that's, of course, the Magic Johnson. Kalea, what you got to say about that? Second best point guard of all time, Russie Westbrook, averaging a triple-double in four consecutive seasons. Congratulations. <laughs> Scott Brooks. <laughs> I'm convinced that Scott Brooks is only saying this because <laughs> Russell Westbrook has kept him with a job. Like, <laughs> there is no other reason. Listen, I, you gotta be grateful for employment. He would say this. Like, you're telling me. Russell Westbrook is second behind Magic Johnson? Are you kidding me? All time. <laughs> Allen Iverson? Allen Iverson. He I, said second all time. So that's AI, that's Isaiah, that's Steph, everybody. He's second. He's only behind Magic Johnson. Listen, I forgot about Steph for a second. This is the most disrespectful thing <laughs> you could ever say. Steph Curry is averaging like 38 points, something like that. He had 41 Monday night. I don't care about Russ going 21, 14, and 12. <sighs> I don't. I don't. With your team in 10th place? Are you kidding me? The Warriors are what? Eighth or ninth right now? They're eighth, they're eighth right now. Eighth, which is scary because <laughs> that team is terrible. That like, team is absolutely terrible. Like literally, it's just Steph Curry scoring. That's team all is game. terrible. And and Draymond Green has padded his assist stats by passing Steph Curry the ball. Like so, this is. <laughs> he has nobody. Steph has nobody. Russ has Bradley, Bradley Beal. Who is also racing Steph Curry for the scoring title? That's true. So That's you're true. telling me, you're telling me that Bradley Beal, who is a, a two guard, is going up against Steph Curry, who is the second or third best point guard ever. People don't say, oh, I model my game after Russell Westbrook. Mm. I don't see kids running down the lane and just throwing the ball up. I mean, I do. But, like, <laughs> not being like, ooh, Russell. Like, no. <laughs> like, you know how kids, you know, in class you used to shoot the little balled-up paper at the trash can mm -hmm. and be like, Kobe. Mm -hmm. yes. I, I, okay. No, yep. Then you see kids now five feet behind the three-point line doing Steph Curry and pointing up at the sky. 
what do what is Russell Westbrook's signature like move for one? He has that dunk. He's the most athletic point guard in the history of the game. Great. He can have that. <laughs> like second best? No. This is so stupid. This, this one of my favorite movies is Knives Out with Chris Evans. And he says, This is stupid with two O's. This is stupid with two O's. This is so dumb. Like Scotty Brooks, I understand that you love this man because he has kept you employed. Unfortunately, you are wrong. That's all. I'm done. <laughs> Listen, I, I just want to acknowledge that it's extremely impressive that Russell Westbrook is about to average a triple-double for four consecutive seasons. I think Russell Westbrook will be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I think Russell Westbrook is one of the most talented players to ever play the game of basketball with what he's been able to do. And his energy is insane. To be able to average a triple-double for four seasons, that doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. I'm sorry. That makes no sense to me that you have that much energy to average a triple-double for four seasons straight. So I just want to get that out of the way before I say, before I say what I say. Um, he will not, to me, go down as the second greatest point guard. I think, of course, Scotty Brooks is going to say this about him. And the reason why he said it is because the part that I didn't add about, about this quote is he said, hey, point guards don't do what he does, right? Somebody else got on first take and said that. They were like, hey, I never thought I would see in my day that a point guard would lead his team in rebounding. I never thought I would see that in the NBA. That would never happen in my era. I forgot who said that, but I love the energy Russell plays with, but I have to say Magic in my book is, yes, the greatest point guard of all time because Magic had a signature, right? Nobody could pass like Magic. Nobody made passes look like Magic. Um, even Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas was just tough. And back in the day, he had what was considered a handle, right? He was just a small point guard that was the toughest player on his team, and he had somewhat of a handle. And he got two championships and two finals MVPs. Um, like you said, these point guards who are considered the greatest ever have a signature of, like, this is how I changed the game. Russell Westbrook, what he does, to me, feels a lot more like stat padding than it is putting a signature on a game to help your team win. What Magic and Isaiah did transformed the way their teams won, right? Steph Curry transformed the whole league and how you can win a championship, right? That's why he's going to go down as one of the greatest point guards ever. Um, I would even say the way that Chris Paul has been leading teams, you can consider him top five of all time. The way Allen Iverson changed the game with scoring, being a scoring point guard and his handle, that completely changed the game. Russell Westbrook, his triple-doubles to me aren't changing the game. They're just extremely impressive. But if LeBron wanted to put in effort to average a triple-double in a season, he could do it, right? If James Harden wanted to put in effort to, to average a triple-double for a season, he could do it. Both of those players have come to understand, what does my team need to do for me to win? So, right, if you're averaging a triple-double for your fourth consecutive season and you haven't been off the first round, I can't, I really can't really, like, I cannot connect the two of, like, yeah, his talent is transforming into winning. Because it's not. It's just not. And you've had players in that stretch. In four years, you play with Paul George. You play with James Harden. You play with Bradley Bill, like Kalea said. And you haven't made it out the first round of the playoffs in four years averaging a triple-double. 
I just can't give that much credence to it, but I am extremely impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Oh my gosh. Um, no more Russell Westbrook on the <laughs> show. <laughs> hey, his, his, we're, we're going to get a strongly worded email from his wife. Okay, let's go. I love writing strongly worded emails. Um, Also, we didn't mention, like, Chanel briefly mentioned championships. But, like, I didn't mention that. Where is the ring? (laughs) Whatever. Russell, Scotty, please just go into DC (laughs) and, like, have fun doing whatever y'all doing over there. Um, This is Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> on Aaron Rodgers. Him being upset shows just how weak he is. Who cares about a draft? He's a three time MVP and he's upset about a guy they drafted last year. Thoughts? Terry Bradshaw is a whole mood, okay? <laughs> like, first of all, he went on this show. I don't even know what the, And he just <laughs> blasted the guy. He's like, you should just, you know, go host Jeopardy. You should, you're still crying over a draft pick from last year. Like, suck it up and all this stuff. That That's terrible. Look, I've been said that Aaron Rodgers needed to leave Green Bay because they didn't prioritize putting a team around him. And he clearly, for a stretch, was the most talented quarterback in the league. Now I think Patrick Mahomes is very clearly the most talented quarterback in the league. And you see how Kansas City is taking care of him. Aaron Rodgers has never felt that. He watched a 43-year-old quarterback come into his stadium and take his lunch money and then go on to win the NFC and the Super Bowl in one year after being in the NFC. Aaron Rodgers has spent his entire career in the NFC. He's only done that one time. He's only done what Tom Brady has done in his conference one time. So, yeah, he's looking like, they signed everybody back in Buccaneer. Like, they literally took care of this 43-year-old Asian quarterback who, I, at this point in my career, I am better than. I'm a more talented quarterback than him. And you got me nothing? You couldn't go out there and get me anybody else? He has a good team. But look, they're not prioritizing who they have. And it's really sad to see. So, yeah, go ahead, retire. Come back like far. Go play with, you know, the Saints. I would love to see him in Saints uniform. Um, I would I would love to see him, you know, somewhere where he can light it up for a little bit. So we'll see. We'll see. But I disagree with Terry Bradshaw. I do think – I don't think Aaron Rodgers is weak. I think Aaron Rodgers has stuck it out for a while. He bit his tongue, and now he's demanding what he deserves before, you know, the end of his career. <sighs> So, <laughs> listen, the original TV 12 gave it to him. I'm not, <laughs> like, he, he went off. Um, and sometimes that's what you need, right? But I, I just think Aaron Rodgers, I've never liked Aaron Rodgers. Um, and that stems yeah. from being a Lions fan at one point Same. in my life. Um, Same. so I, Honestly, like, I care because this does change the landscape of the NFL if he goes to a different team. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't really care about the quarterbacks that come out of Green Bay. 
Just kidding. Being completely honest, that other dude, Brett Favre, could care less about him. Um, Jordan Love. <laughs> throw the ball. <laughs> like, like, you know, I mean, I don't care, Aaron. Do whatever you want to do. Like, I still find it weird that he's marrying Shailene Woodley. Like, there's yeah. a lot of things about Aaron that are strange. Like, this yeah. Jeopardy thing, weird. Shailene Woodley, weird. Like, the Shailene just, Woodley thing is very odd. He should have stayed with Danica Patrick. Yeah. Let's not talk. I don't want to <laughs> spend too much time on this. <laughs> I just there is nothing about Aaron Rodgers where I'm like right. we we can, we can move on, but we'll continue to monitor the Aaron Rodgers situation. But I don't care about this. <laughs> he wants to do Jeopardy. That's all that this told me. Like that's fair. He enjoyed that, and that's what he wants to do. That's fair. All right. Uh, one of LeBron's best friends, Carmelo Anthony, reached top 10 in scoring all time the other night, even though the Portland Trailblazers lost that game to the Hawks. He says, I was out of the league. I persevered, stayed true to myself, and now I'm here in the top 10. What you got to say about him, Kalea? Carmelo making the top 10. Not too bad for Lala's husband, huh? <laughs> this is actually this is actually great. Um, because the style that Carmelo plays is not one that I thought we would see for a very long time, especially when like Steph and Golden State, the way that they started to transform the game. Um mm-hmm. so for him to get to number ten, like all time, is really good in my opinion. And I yeah. at one point honestly I didn't think Carmelo would be playing again, especially after that like two two mm-hmm. years that they were like, We're not picking you up, bro. Like you can yeah. just sit at on the sideline of games and watch your friends play. But like mm-hmm. so this is this is great. Um yeah. I think the game is better with Carmelo Anthony and he looks yeah. like he has a few more years in him. So um, I agree. This is really exciting. Hopefully he can like make it to eight or nine to like yeah. kind of solidify himself for a little while because I know there's somebody coming for him um, in that yeah. scoring. But this is great. I I love this. Yeah, no. I I remember early Mellow. Denver Mellow? Yeah. My goodness. Uh, going against – he averaged like 30-something points in the Western Conference Finals against Kobe. They were like going back and forth. Kobe said like – Y'all forget I had battles with Melo in the Western Conference Finals. Um, and and he's just, he was such an elite scorer at the time, like just a bucket. Um, and even in New York, they had some good times in New York. Last time New York made the playoffs and looked like this was, was when Melo was the number one option on that team. I'm glad he got another chance. I'm glad he is showing people that he can still score. He's only averaging like 16 to 17 points a game and he's still gotten to the top 10. So I think it's showing you like he's the third option on his team and he's still able to put up points efficiently. So I think it's showing you Mel still has a lot left in a tank and I'm happy for him. Um, I don't know what he's going to do. I think he's a free agent this summer. Um, I don't know if he's going to try to go and like chase a chip somewhere because it doesn't seem like Portland is going to be chip ready anytime soon. But I'm really happy for him in achieving this, especially when the league was acting like he just didn't belong anymore. So and Houston did him dirty, which is why Houston could never be successful. Um, so I'll just say that. Houston is a mess. Yeah. 
Uh, Chanel saved this one just for me. I know she yes. did. I know I she did. did. So Come on. This is the, with the chest, This is the current TV12 on his buddy, Julian Jules Edelman. We know Julian didn't retire. Let's be honest. He's just too scared to tell Bill he wants to come to Tampa. I've been there. This was hilarious. First of all, Tom Brady been acting so different since going to Tampa. This man has been on another one. He's been on a whole nother. I've never seen him so active on social media. Like, he was really in some type of, like, cult over there in New, in New England. Like, the way he's acting different. How is he acting this different? That is funny. He's taking shots at Belichick. And he's like, hey, Julian, we got space for you. Let's go chase this ring. I love the energy, Kalea. I love the energy so much. Tom Brady over there looking at Belichick like, how your six looking, player? Because I got seven for you. Like, let's play big bank, take little bank. Like, let's do it. I can go toe-to-toe with you now. I can talk my talk. Because I'm no longer just tied to you for my entire career. Energy. I wish more players would just come out with energy. Like, that's why I don't mind KD just talking on social media. Like, yes. Do you know how happy I would be if LeBron James just clapped back at Skip on Twitter or something one time? I would probably talk about that for the rest of my life. I love this energy. Clap back at people. Talk your talk. Do your thing. Let's get it popping. Wow. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We all know how I feel about Tom Brady. (laughs) And I'm not surprised that he's saying this about Julian. Like, (laughs) I know he just wants to be like, Jules, Jules, catch the ball. Like, this impression. Have you ever heard Julian say how Tom Brady like yells his name during a game? Oh my god! It's like that high. I will send it to you. Um, But you know, good for Tom. Like he is riding out into the sunset, and honestly, I don't care because at some point he's going to be out of the NFL, and I won't have to like watch him play anymore. So let him have his fun while he's here. All right, Bron Bron. Listen, y'all. <laughs> I was laughing at this for probably a day and a half. I probably laughed about it this morning again. LeBron on the playoff tourney. Whoever came up with that boobity boop boop boop. Whoever came up with that boop needs to be fired. Talking about the playoff tourney. Kalea, what you gotta say about your goat? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> We killed Luca and uh, Mark Cuban for saying this, right? We did. We did. But they were like whole think pieces on LeBron saying that this was stupid. <laughs> like, oh my god! Uh, Chanel texted me this the other day, and I knew after I saw this that whoever created this idea was in their exit interview. I knew it. <laughs> because Adam Silver, like, the league runs through LeBron James. So I'm not surprised, but LeBron's only saying this because at one point, and they still could, but his team was going to have to play in this tournament. And this, still man, time. this man does not want to play in the tournament to get to be the eighth seed. Like, this is not what he wants to spend his time doing. So that's the only reason why he's saying this. But 
it's pure comedy. This reminds me of when <laughs> LeBron tried to tell us about Malcolm X's autobiography. This like <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Listen, listen, Kalea. <laughs> Kalea, do you know how funny it is to me to see people get mad about the play <laughs> when they realize? That they don't get to watch it for entertainment. Like, <laughs> here's the thing. Everybody was like, oh, yeah, let's see Dave in the playoff tourney. Everybody wanted to see that. <laughs> see Dave. LeBron even, LeBron even said that in the bubble, hey, they should battle it out for the last spot. Granted, it was a different situation and all that stuff. I understand. But LeBron was going to be a spectator. This man might not be a spectator this time. He might be spectated. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. This is the most amazing thing that ever happened. I cannot wait until the Lakers have to play in a play-in tourney because I just am looking forward to the quotes, the facial expressions. The Lakers under any circumstance are to me not are not, not gonna be in the playoffs. So I'm not concerned about that. But I understand LeBron's point. He's just like, hey, whatever seed I land with, just give me my seed. I don't think LeBron's concerned about who they play. I think he's just concerned about the health of his team. Um, but listen, him being upset about the playing tourney made my entire week. That was the funniest thing I read. That quote was the funniest thing I read this whole week. And I'm super excited to see these next two weeks because I'm like, they go keep asking him about it the more they lose games. <laughs> he just gave him so much ammunition for no reason. He was he just so upset. Like <laughs> so mad. And you could tell he just he wasn't interested in filtering himself. He was like, no. Yeah, whatever seed we get. And the playoff, whoever came up with that was oh my goodness. That was great. Handed out a peak slip after a game that he took an L in. That was amazing. Um, so I'm excited. Oh, I'm excited about I'm excited about the play in tourney because It'll give me more Steph Curry. That's true. Uh, and I love watching Steph play, and I probably only have – it wasn't any playoff tourney. I, w- I would only have four or five games because they're probably going to get swept or a gentleman's sweep being an eight for seven seed. So yeah. we'll see how it go. Listen, it's going to be great basketball entertainment. I mean, whoever came up with it, it was a great idea. I agree. <laughs> you know, it was a great idea. LeBron only said this because he was mad. <laughs> like, like, and Luca only said it because he was upset. He was upset. But yeah. Luca's been showing up. Luca's been showing up to make sure that his team tries to avoid it. But they're still right there. Yeah. The Lakers, the Lakers, Clippers. I mean, not, not the Lakers, Clippers. The Lakers, the Portland, yeah. and uh, and the Mavericks are all kind of right there. So yeah. we'll, it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. And you know, the Grizzlies. It'll be fun to if they if, if they stay up there. It'll be fun to see them. Like try yeah. to get in too, so I'm excited. Yeah. LeBron just yeah. needs to get his team to win without him being on the floor. That's it. Because yeah. if not, we gonna see him. <laughs> oh man, this is gonna be great. Well, do you want to just like jump on into losers and winners? And Let's wrap do up it. the show. Let's wrap up the show. Losers and winners. You got somebody over there. Um, yeah, I do. And, okay. um, I'm only going to say this because you sent it to me and it's really been on my mind lately. Um, okay. <laughs> so all tennis fans know that like, you know, we're, 
we're in the midst of tennis season. Yeah, um, play, play season is upon us. season is upon us. And, you know, it's little tournaments right now, um, but it's all leading up to the French Open. Mm-hmm. And then we have Wimbledon. So <clears throat> I think it's the Madrid Open. I don't even... Is it the Madrid it is, It's the Madrid. It's Madrid. <sighs> Sloan Stevens. Step up. <laughs> Step up, Sloan. This girl, okay... Now, I've never played on clay, and I never want to play on clay because I have very old knees. So <laughs> I just know that it wouldn't end well for me. So I'm going to say this without any experience of ever playing on clay. However, the way that I don't know if any of you saw this, but Sloan slid into the net in a match 100%. that she lost. 100%. That was hilarious. <laughs> and. You know, I'm all for laughing at, like, falling, you know, laughing at yourself. That's great. I am so tired of Sloan Stevens losing these little bitty tournaments. She was supposed to be the next Serena Williams, not Venus Williams. That's Coco. Mm -hmm. Serena Williams, because that is the game and that is the body type that Sloan Stevens has. Yep. When I tell you that Sloan is the biggest disappointment in, like, (laughs) tennis I have ever seen. Ever. I'm just, like, every time, Chanel, every time she's just losing. And she doesn't care. She really doesn't. (laughs) She does not care. I I need for something to click in her mind and be like, oh, this is actually what I want to do. She does not hate losing, and that's the problem. That is the problem. That That's is the problem. problem. Because it's just like, it's her standard. Her standard right. is to lose. You can even see that Coco hates losing. And eventually she's going to figure it out. But Sloan is just like, ah, if I take it out, ah, you know. <laughs> it just wasn't my time. Like, girl, how many times? <laughs> your time, Sloan? Like, why is it never your time? Who is your coach? Is your mom still your coach? Because maybe this is the problem. Uh, Serena had to fire Richard, but again, Richard got her to got her to what thirteen chips before she did that. Mom got her one. <laughs> Sloan Stevens, you are my loser of the week. Congratulations, yourself. Clay, I'm proud of you. <laughs> Sloan Stevens is Kalea's favorite player. She's not. (laughs) Listen, listen, of course, of course, Kalea's going to say, I think Kalea likes Venus more than she likes Serena because I think Kalea finds Serena a little irritating. I do. (laughs) (laughs) Venus Williams, yes, to all of the things that you said. Venus Williams is my favorite by yes, far favorite tennis player ever. Venus is Williams is strange and annoying. Venus Williams is one A, and Serena is one B. But See. Kalea, <laughs> Kalea understands. Kalea understands that Serena had has her own era. So I think she got behind Serena more because of her own era. But yes. Sloan came in. <laughs> Listen, I think Sloan came in to Kalea at a time in her youth where she needed somebody else that wasn't annoying like Serena that could 
but that could play like Serena. So Sloan quickly, like, Claire's like, finally, somebody who's not as annoying. And then she finds out that Sloan is more irritating than Serena ever could be to her because Sloan is a loser. <laughs> like, imagine that. That is so funny, but she can't let it go. Claire cannot let Sloan go. <laughs> Oh my god! I just want to talk to it. <laughs> Sloan, I was like probably like sixteen when Sloan came I on. Know, she, I told you, she was a teenager, and Serena was getting on her nerves. Serena did something. I bet you, Serena did something. Like she yelled too loud, so that she cussed somebody out. And Clay's like, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm going to Sloan. Sloan, and look, she thought Sloan was the one, and Sloan continued to show her. That she ain't, she ain't the one. You need to just hop on the Naomi bandwagon. I mean, I'm pretty much there. It's it's good over here, you know. Naomi's consistent. One day she's gonna figure out Clay. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I was say she just lost too, but that's okay. Um, Clay is a different. It's different. Yeah. It's different. So. But it looks like Naomi will always have hard court. You like you oh. always have that with her. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. like Naomi's probably going to be the person that like I, you know, introduce my kids to. Yeah. I mean, so, Kalea right? would never let anybody in the way she lets Sloan in though. And that oh is just. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Oh my goodness. Listen, listen, we beat up on Sloan and I agree. Look, that she's the loser of the week. There's nothing else I have to add to that because <laughs> I, I ended up going on her for like three minutes after Kalea. So this is going to be great. We're going to continue to watch Sloan take L's. And then, of course, the GOAT is going to come back at some point. Serena, Jamaica Williams, greatest athlete ever. That's my GOAT, y'all. I don't know what y'all talking about. Talking about LeBron, talking about MJ. It's Serena Jamaica from Saginaw, Michigan. I don't care about Compton. Serena's from Saginaw. Saginaw, stand up. Draymond, stand up. All right, we <laughs> That will take us out for this show. Thanks so much for joining us with Girls Talk Sports 2. We will be back next week. And, of course, that will be almost the end of the NBA season. And we'll be heading into the playoffs. And then the playoffs. And then we're going to be having a champion. It'll all be determined in the future. 